This is DMOU, Destination Marketing Organization University, the DMO Sectors Podcast. And I'm your host, Bill Geist. DMOU is where you hear the best and the brightest in the destination marketing space, sharing innovative and compelling stories to inspire you to take your destination and organization to the next level. The format for our conversations on DMOU is elegantly simple. It's three questions and a bonus round. And today's episode is sponsored by our friends at Longwoods International, one of the premier research firms in the travel and tourism space in the world. Longwoods produces groundbreaking research, thought-leading insights, and excellent counsel and service to DMOs in areas such as visitor research, advertising effectiveness, image research, and their new resident sentiment study. Learn more about this new breakthrough product and more at longwoods-intl.com. And now on to our show. Our guest today is Maya Surency. She is the co-founder of Digital Edge, an agency focused on working with DMOs with a specialty in meetings marketing. Maya utilizes her over 10 years of DMO experience to create cutting-edge meetings marketing techniques for their work with San Francisco Travel, Atlanta CVB, Visit Park City, among others. Maya has led the agency to be honored as one of Inc. Magazine's 5,000 fastest-growing companies in America in 2019 and made the Jacksonville Business Journal's list of the 50 fastest-growing companies three years in a row. Prior to starting Digital Edge Marketing, Maya was the interim president and CEO and vice president of tourism marketing and development for Visit Jacksonville. Before her time at Visit Jacksonville, she was the deputy director for the St. Augustine, Pontevedra, and the Beaches Visitor and Conventions Bureau. Maya Surency, welcome to DMOU. Thank you. It's such a pleasure to be with you today. Oh, thank you so much for joining us today uh, because, you know, we're always looking for those individuals in our space that are doing things with a little bit of a twist. And that really is, is you. I mean, there are a number of firms out there that offer digital marketing consulting services for DMOs, and many of them are doing really stellar work, but they're almost always, at least the ones we've stumbled upon, they're almost always focused on the leisure travel market. Digital Edge focuses its work on the meetings market primarily. And so here's our first question for you. How does your firm create a digital approach to meetings marketing that is less consumer awareness based and more focused on moving a planner through the buying funnel? Well, it's a big question and one we really <laughs> enjoy having the opportunity to answer. And I, I think, you know, it kind of ties back to both mine and my business partner, Shirley Smith's background and working for DMOs and for hotels. You know, we really understand the group sales buying cycle. And we find that there's a lot of nuance to being in group sales for CVBs. And it's, it's really different than kind of any other sales job because you don't own the product and you're really just trying to bring people in, catch someone's attention, and then turn it over to someone else to close the deal. So it is. A, there's a lot of nuance to CVB sales. And what I found having worked for CVBs in the past, and, and I was on the marketing side where I was really leisure-based. And you know, a lot of the meetings campaigns that my agency used to give me and things, you know, my business partner, Shirley, would come over and say, this isn't enough. It's not going to work. We we need to do more. We need to do better. And she really challenged me when I was a marketing person to understand the meeting side better. And I really fell in love with group sales for CVBs. And the two of us really kind of broke down and we created an agency that we like to say bridges the gap between the marketing and the sales teams in a very positive way. And it's no fault to either team. 
But there's so much opportunity to utilize digital media and digital marketing to capture a meeting planner's intention and move them through that funnel from awareness to consideration to decision. And it's really quite interesting when you get in there that you can do a lot with digital media, with even social media today. And sometimes people are surprised when I tell them how effective social media is for meetings and including Instagram. I think we all think of social and we think B2B. We immediately go to LinkedIn when it's not just LinkedIn. There's so many other opportunities. There's a lot you can do with retargeting and geofencing to reach meeting planners and engage them that really complements what your sales team is doing. You can do much to complement that sales effort with email marketing that is working in coordination with the trade shows they're attending, the client events they're hosting, and the FAMs that they're hosting. We're about to go on a FAM trip next week with one of our clients where we helped them recruit the planners. We created the itinerary to make it really experience-focused and not so business-oriented. And then we're conducting a video shoot during the FAM that's going to really help us get the imagery and the video content we need to showcase the group assets for that destination. And then we're closing that fam out with a focus group kind of study and awareness session to see how that fam was able to move the needle in terms of those meeting planners' perceptions. So there's just so much opportunity in the group sales side to utilize digital campaigns and all the techniques you're using for leisure marketing, but doing it for meetings to really hone in on the right meeting planner, the right segment, and the right size of groups for your specific destination. You know, what I think is fascinating is that I think we all are realizing now that the sweet spot for destination marketing is the leisure side. And, you know, during those days, as we progressed to having leisure become ascendant, if you will, it, it really was group sales. I mean, that, that's who convention and visitor bureaus were. We were known for sales. We, we were judged on sales. All of our metrics were based on facilitated room nights. And those of us that were trying to push into leisure, it, it, it's not very easy to prove your work in leisure. And we would say, ah, but you know, meeting planners are leisure consumers first. So if we can capture them, then we, we have an easier path towards closing a sale. What I think you've done is you've taken probably the best of leisure, digital and social, but then you've, you've kind of layered on. Tell us how much more sophisticated a meetings digital strategy has to be than a leisure. Well, a meeting strategy doesn't have to be that much more sophisticated, but way too often agencies paint this broad stroke picture of a meeting planner, and that's as far as they go to you know, really define that audience. We would never do that on the consumer side. You never say, I'm just trying to reach a leisure traveler. You always expand and you hone in. Are you talking families? Are you talking couples? Are you talking millennial couples or empty nesters? Very different. The meeting planner side is exactly the same way. Meeting planners are not all the same. So what we like to do when we have the opportunity and if a destination hasn't done this in a while is we like to start off by taking a really deep dive 
dive into their data and their research. So we'll start off by doing an analysis of the past three years sales reports, looking at the definite groups from the past three years, the lost business, and really seeing, okay, where are they winning business? Where are they losing business? Why are they winning it or why are they losing it? How did they find that piece of business? How long did it take to close? And then we learn so much about the type of groups that are best for that destination. And we create for our clients the top personas that they should be reaching and focusing on based on that data and that deep dive. Then from there, we look at their email database. Now we know who we want to reach. Let's see how many of them exist in your email database so that we know, okay, if we are really looking to go after, say, the association segment with a specialty in agriculture groups, then if you don't have those meeting planners in your database, we need to look at ways to find them beyond digital media and get email in front of them through rented lists and different programs with vendors. So we really kind of dive in there when we're creating these personas to make sure we understand not only who you want to reach, how many of them are in your database currently, because there could be a huge amount of opportunity to get email campaigns in front of them. And then we start looking at your meetings website. We'll do an audit of the website and we develop a strategy that is customizing that messaging and the content there based on your top planner personas that you're looking to reach. And with all of that data, we're able to create and craft some really solid marketing strategies and tactics that will really be focused on reaching the right planner at the right time with the right message. And that is our goal for all of our clients is really to dive deep and eliminate any of the waste in terms of groups or market segments that just don't have a good track record or not a good fit. And then everything we do, we use attribution modeling, just like you would for a leisure campaign. So we measure every marketing tactic against our attribution model to see how are we moving the needle? Are we generating leads for this client based on the personas we're trying to reach? And if not, then we evaluate that medium and see what changes need to be made in order to have the positive ROI and get the most from your meetings marketing spend. Typically, it's a smaller budget than you have for leisure. So we have to be really effective. We have to really be measurement based. And we do that with our attribution models and making sure we're measuring against our goals every month to see how we're moving the needle in terms of generating that awareness and the interest for group sales to really help them and set them up to be successful. You're working in this email social world, and you mentioned then doubling back and making sure that the website supports what you're doing. One of the things that, that makes me crazy, and I, and I have to remind myself that I'm not a meeting planner. I'm somebody doing research on a destination's meetings assets. So when I'm trying to do a comp set analysis for a client, I will go to a destination's website. I'll go to their meetings page. And all I want to know is how many friggin' rooms do you have and how much <laughs> contiguous space do you have? Otherwise, I mean, I'm wasting my time. If this destination doesn't have 2,000 rooms and 100,000 square feet of contiguous space. I mean, if that's the size of my event, I need to know that right up front. Just give it to me. And 
I got to tell you, I bet you 80% of the meetings pages that I go to do not give me total number of rooms, total square footage, the basis of just can I fit so that you're on the list for consideration. Is that a strategic imperative or am I missing the boat here that you want me to go down this funnel for five or six or eight pages and then have to call the bureau to find out, do you fit my parameters? You know, so many times we go onto a website and say, hey, uh, do you want to you know, buy this? It's great. And so so g- give me your information and then I'll tell you the price. <laughs> it's like, which just makes me say the hell with it. And I'm going to move on. How would you advise DMOs to reconstruct their meetings section of their websites? Because in my mind, most of them don't work. You've got it. And one thing that I'm continually reminding people is while we want to get really sexy with meetings marketing because there's a huge opportunity to do so, we can't forget the basics of your meetings package. What is your meetings package? How many rooms? How much space? How easy is it to get there? You've got to be able to answer those questions first in order to move a planner and entice them to keep interacting with you and wanting to learn more. So I can tell you, I'm writing a meetings website strategy. Our team is conducting these probably every month now, really trying to help CVBs understand that you have to have less generic website content and more specific. We find that a lot of meetings websites all look and sound the same. You need to communicate the package upfront. You need to have your hotels sorted in an order from largest to smallest. You need to have your meeting space and your unique venues available to be seen and sorted largest to smallest. And these are the little things that you can do to make your website really easy for a meeting planner to browse and navigate and understand. And then you can get more specific in talking to specific audiences and market segments and creating tools that really help the planner plan. But before they can even do that, they need to know, do I fit in your destination? Yeah, it's, it's one of those things that I totally understand. And this, this has been since the beginning of the internet, where there's been this <laughs> philosophy, if you will, from probably old school salespeople, is that you string them in, you bring, don't give them enough, make them call, tantalize them so that they'll pick up the phone. And I think in, that may have worked in the 90s. But I think today it's like, I don't have time to be tantalized. Just give me the facts. So great points. You know, one of the reasons that we wanted to have you on this show, it it really came from a conversation that you and I had when uh, we spoke at the uh, uh, trade show floor at the annual convention of Destinations International in St. Louis a couple months ago. You shared that you were expanding your offerings to help DMOs create alignment with economic development agencies to create mutually beneficial partnerships, which I think we all are increasingly understanding that this is crucial to the overall success of our destinations is that economic development and destination marketing organizations aren't butting heads, but that we have a synergistic relationship and we're moving forward to do it together, not necessarily merged, but that we have, each of us have our lanes, but we need to coordinate. Tell us how this new product, if you will, or this new opportunity that you're presenting, how does this help solidify the connection between DMOs and EDOs? Absolutely. And it really started 
as I was looking at, somebody was talking about needing to create this partnership. And, you know, I was sort of reflecting and remembering, you know, when I was with the CVB, I was on all sorts of community boards and organizations. And when I attended those meetings, I always brought my tourism hat. And I really focused on how I could work with that organization to move the needle for tourism. And it had me thinking, you know, so I probably made a mistake in my own career working for CVBs, being so solely focused on tourism marketing and creating legitimacy for the CVB that if I probably went into those meetings with more of an openness to what are the goals of those organizations, what are they trying to accomplish, and how can tourism support them? And how can we help economic development grow the business climate within our own community? And I think that site selectors and the decision makers for economic development are really similar to meeting planners and the decision makers for these groups and conventions we're trying to attract. So it had me having conversations with our team internally here and thinking about how we could help the CVBs create that alignment between the organizations and the leaders and develop really true partnerships where you're not going into it just asking economic development to help you book more groups and more conventions. But how can you create that community alliance? And a lot of this is tying back to what Jack Johnson is saying is treating your internal residents as customers and creating alliances within your community so that you have a seat at the table, you're visible, and you're showing your value continually doing things that's talking outside of heads and beds and room night generation and things of that nature. So the program we're putting together and we're putting it together to work with the CVB at a minimum of two years, hopefully three years, so that we can really work with them to create those internal alliances and the community alignment between the economic development offices, the business leaders, the educators and research firms within a destination and creating a program that includes internal communication strategies, how you're going to market to that internal group and then external communication strategies to grow the interest among a targeted set of meeting planners and then site selectors and decision makers within particular industries. And it is a huge opportunity for CVBs because the growth market segments for a destination are very much in alignment with growth market segments for your economic development office. If they're looking to grow the tech sector and they're creating resources and infrastructure and opportunities in that destination, there are meetings and conventions that will want to come to your destination as a result of that. So our process really begins with a lot of research to understand what those market opportunities are for growth, both on the meeting side and on the economic development side, and then moving into strategies and tactics to deliver content marketing for both video marketing, email marketing, and then digital marketing to really attract and identify those particular market segments and how you can move the needle for both efforts to really get more of that partnership happening. Because we know if we can get a group in from a specific industry for a convention, it will attract a quite significant Absolutely. amount of decision makers and we can invite 
the site selectors and so forth to attend and be a part of it and see the destination and experience it. And you can really show your city off. So I think that creating these partnerships that really have value for both, and you can use the content marketing and all of the marketing so that it applies to a meeting planner and with slight adjustments applies to the economic development effort as well. And that's the kind of alliance and partnership that we want to help bring. And of course, with that, we want to help you attract more meetings business, but also attract the kind of groups that the destination is looking to grow overall. And that's what I think is so brilliant about this. And those who read our stuff and listen to these podcasts know that I'm a huge fan of anything that has a multi-layer advantage. So A, as you said, you're connecting the dots with economic development in a way that, if, I mean, if you can land, to your point, an ag conference or a telecommunications conference or what, whatever that target market is for economic development. I mean, they know what their sweet spot is. They know the kinds of companies and corporations they're trying to attract. If we can land a major conference or even a minor conference, that's the best site inspection that these guys could ever hope to have. And there's no way that they would ever do it because they don't think like we think in DMO land. So there's that level. There's the level that we all, I think, understand that we're all in this together and anything that works for them works for us because you bring in new companies, that's going to bring in new business room nights and spending and visibility. But I think the other thing about this is in a perfect world, in my perfect world, economic development would do economic development work and destination marketing organizations would market the destination for every person, for every purpose, for everybody. And let's understand that we're the experts at how this works. They're the experts at site, at incentives, at closing the deal, making it happen. If we can bring them what you're talking about, and I just, again, I think it's brilliant. We're offering them something that solidifies a DMO's position in a community as the marketing experts, as the ones who make it rain, and you're the ones who close the deal. Absolutely. And you create so much cost efficiency oh, yeah. as yeah. well, which is another benefit. Absolutely. Very, very cool. Well, I can't wait to see more of this new economic development DMO connectivity that you're doing. We can't wait to hear a case study um, that shows just how it has blossomed. And we're, we're looking forward to that. We may have to have you on in a year or so and say, okay, <laughs> how did it go? How did it work? But let's go to our bonus round question, because this is probably the most fun that we're going to have today. So, you know, a number of our guests so far have shared their stories of how they stumbled into the DMO world. And almost all of us stumbled into the DMO world because most of us don't go to school to be a DMOer. It's just that's just not what happens. So we've heard some really interesting stories, but let's pivot slightly because you and your partner, Shirley Smith, were already in our world. I mean, you were serving at Visit Jacksonville together. She on the sales side, you on the marketing side. And I would love to hear about how you made the decision to jump away, to step aside from Visit Jacksonville, form Digital Edge. I understand that margaritas were involved. (laughs) As they should be, right? (laughs) (laughs) All good decisions. 
Yes. And many, many bad decisions too. <laughs> oh, we don't want to reflect on those. <laughs> uh, but I came to visit Jacksonville from St. Augustine's Visitors Bureau, where it was the majority of the work was leisure based. And Shirley is, you know, quite a firecracker. And she would come in my office and take a seat and start talking about, you know, meetings and what their needs were and what the sales team wanted. And at first it was just totally over my head and a little bit overwhelming because here I was with my plate full of doing Visit Jacksonville's leisure marketing and supporting group sales was just foreign to me completely. But I started to really listen and I started to get to know the sales team and talk to them more. And I realized that there's a whole sales process and there's a lot of marketing support that could go in there. And while I was swamped with leisure, it was really interesting to learn about the sales side. And obviously, Shirley and I were like really fast friends. And when we were working together, we would love to, you know, brainstorm and sort of dream up these ideas. And we'd even say, if we had our own agency, you know, see, we could do this. And literally one day we're sitting at lunch at Cantina Laredo with a margarita. We weren't working. So, you know, it was com completely legit. <laughs> but at that lunch, over those margaritas, we literally stopped dreaming about this agency that we would talk about. And we started saying, we're going to do this. We're going to plan it. We're going to make it happen. So the next day I showed up at her door and we sat at her kitchen table where we sat for many a weeks and we created our agency. And we just took that step and the margaritas definitely gave us some liquid courage to <laughs> take that step and create the agency. And I can say, you know, it's amazing when you get over your fear and you follow your dreams and you really go for something with so much hard work that is really a joy to do. It's worked out for us. The agency has been open eight years. We have 14 team members wow. that we're able to support. And it's just really incredible. And it's such an honor to be able to have this business and working for the clients that we work for. We love the meetings industry. We love the travel industry. And we're just so grateful that we had this opportunity and we were able to create our own business and have digital edge. And we've never had any regret over our decision. So uh, my advice to anyone is don't lean into the fear, go for your dreams and just work really hard because you just don't know what could happen. You know, it's so funny. That's, that's so similar. I'd been at, at Madison about five years as the CEO and I was finishing up my executive MBA. Uh, it was the final module of the final year and I'm sitting in class on a Saturday and it was just that moment in time, kind of like your moment in time, where the professor who was trying to tie everything that we had learned in the prior two years together, and he's scribbling on the board and doing some stuff, and he stops and he turns around and looks over his shoulder and he says, how many of you have ever started your own business? And of course, nobody raises their hand. And he just has this conspiratorial wink and he goes, oh, you should. It's really fun. And that was the moment that I said, because I really had intended to stay five more years and then do something different. And I went, okay, right. <laughs> I think it's time. And within a month or so, uh, I didn't have the, uh, the advantage of margaritas or Shirley, but I said, okay, let's do this thing. And so um, I would totally agree. And it's been fun watching your firm grow and, and find that perfect needed niche which 
you two and your team really have. And so congratulations for all of that. Well, thank you. And we live in a pretty amazing country where you can make your dreams come true. Yeah. So we feel very fortunate. And those <laughs> listeners wishing to learn more about what, how, and why you do what you do can find more at digitaledge.marketing. No.com, just dot marketing. You're one of the few that has done that. Tell me, does that throw people? Uh, I think it used to, but not so much anymore. It's kind of become the norm. So yeah, it's, I love it's it. good for us. Yeah. Those strange <laughs> URLs that were out I mean, dot travel was the one that everybody went, oh, God, we all have to be dot travel. But it's digitaledge.marketing. So find uh, Maya Shirley and her team there. And that is it for this edition of DMOU. Tell your friends and peers. This is where the best and the brightest come to share their stories. It's DMOU.com. Thanks again to our sponsor, our friends at Longwoods International, the producers of groundbreaking research research, thought-leading insights, excellent counsel and services to DMOs in areas like visitor research, advertising effectiveness, image research, and their brand new resident sentiment study. Learn more about this new breakthrough product and more at longwoods-intl.com. DMOPros.com is where you'll find our links to our services for the DMO sector, links to the Z News, our knowledge bank, our videos, our blogs, and the biggest DMO job board on the planet. That is DMOPros with a Z. The executive producer of DMOU is Terry White, and this is a production of DMO Pros. I'm your host, Bill Geist. Until next time.